0: listening to the Derek Asante podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today we are kicking it with another creative individual. This woman is one of those individuals we all need to get to know simply because she's great at what she does and that is personal and beauty care. She has a natural talent for allowing others to recognize and fall in love with not only their own interior beauty, but also their exterior beauty. I'm going to dive in and try to learn as much as I can about this beauty industry and what it's all about and what it actually means and the impacts that it has on <clears throat> women every day. So please help me welcome my amazing guests and the founder of beauty, of the beauty cosmetic and personal uh, care company, Cold Beauty. Nicole Guthrie, did I say your name right?
1: I uh, no, you didn't. But that's I butchered okay. it, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't a quite, wasn't quite a butcher. but okay. it's Guthrie.
0: Guthrie. Oh Guthrie, my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll get you on the second interview. I get you on.
1: <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Thank you so much for the warm introduction. Um, and just excited. I'm so excited to be on this platform. Um, and share with you. So thank you so much.
0: No, I appreciate that. I'm here to learn today. I'm going to be informed as much as I possibly can so that, you know, my partner and other female friends that I have can actually understand when I talk about some of these things that I think is a slang and a new language in itself that I'm going to learn tonight. So we'll see how it goes.
1: Awesome. So I'll do my <laughs> best. I'll do my
0: best. <laughs> awesome. I usually open the show with a quote um, and the quote that I have for you, I'm going to share it with you and I want to get your um i guess initial thoughts and opinions about it and what what it kind of triggers for you okay it reads it is a confidence we have in our mind body and soul that allows us to love every bit of ourselves as a whole
1: that's a deep one okay so what i guess what resonates resonates with me the most is um, just how fragile confidence can be and so I think in the world that we're in today with so much depending on our beauty, beauty standards are, are pretty much built by others. I think having that inner confidence is so, so important and that, that really should be the base for our beauty standards, right? But unfortunately, it, it isn't always. So, um, yeah, I think, that, I think that building that confidence from within and not really using um, the outside, which is difficult to do, right? The outside world, um, to reinforce that for you, and 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 finding that within yourself is, is so important. So I think that's the first thing that I get. I get from
0: that. Yeah, it's funny. I, I I think about it, and you're you're absolutely right. We we seem to lean on the external to to reaffirm the internal, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, and it's I, whenever I process that opportunity, I always try to think, well, why is it we're leaning on the external? Do we not trust ourselves enough? And why don't we trust ourselves enough to be able to just go forward with what we feel? But
1: I think especially for beauty, it's based on a lot of times we base it on other people's interpretations of us, right? Right. Which is unfortunate, but that's the reality. So sometimes it's like until someone tells you you're beautiful, do you actually feel it?
2: Hmm.
0: I'm trying to figure out how do we change that? Like what, what? What would we need to do in order to change that? Where we we have to rely on someone else telling us that we're beautiful to accept it?
1: I mean, that's tough, right? I think that really is dependent on on you, on the individual. I think I every day I still find myself, you know, like having to to affirm myself and and you know encourage myself. Um, In that way, because I think sometimes life beats up on you, I think, depending on your childhood experiences, did you have, you know, positive reinforcement and did you have those affirmations growing up, you know, because if you didn't, then it's likely that when you, when you got older, you probably were a little bit insecure about some things because they were never affirmed you know maybe you never heard that you were beautiful or maybe you know maybe it was just love yeah. maybe it was a lack of love right and so in the absence of those things I think you can grow up feeling really empty wow. and then and wanting to um you know to, to to compensate for that yeah yeah um and finding it another way so I think I think that that self-love is is really I think it's just Diving deep inside, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you've always had it, then I think it's easy. You see some people and they're so confident, yeah. and you're like, "Whoa! How can I how how can I get that?" You know. And other people, you're like, "Why what, what do you? Why are you? You know? What are you scared of? Why are you? You know? Like you have it all kind of thing, right?" But they're they're lacking that. Some people are really
0: good at actually putting the confident wall up, just to disguise the other side of them being extremely afraid, right?
1: Oh, 100%. I think I'm the master of that. I think
0: think I've mastered that. Oh, so you got a big wall, don't you? Yeah, I think, you
1: know, it's sometimes that's how you get through life,
0: right? Now, tell me a little about who you are. Who is Nicole? Like, I've I've known you from a distance for years through other friends, right? And like, I know who Nicole is, I've seen her pictures. (laughs) I probably met her once in passing or something like that. I
1: know, yeah.
0: (laughs) But I keep hearing about her. Then I obviously, I I have you online that I I get to follow and kind of follow your journey on that aspect. But I don't know who Nicole is. So if you had to summarize who you were, and I'm assuming it's going to be based off of what other people have kind of experienced with you, how would you describe yourself?
1: That's such a, like, that's a hard question. It is. Um, It's always been a hard question for me. Um, But as I start to come more into myself and understand who I am as an individual, um, I recognize that I'm a very determined, hardworking and focused individual. And I think that that's kind of what I put out first. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's probably to it's probably because I've had a, I had a tough life, right. you know, like I had, I I didn't have the easiest childhood. So I think that I grabbed onto a lot of things that made me tough, mm. that made me strong, that built character, right. um, at a young age. So I think I was extremely mature for my age and I, I just eventually grew into that. So, uh, it's hard to say, I, I don't know if I'd answer the question because it's so hard for me. I'm extremely shy at times. Um, so it's hard for me to talk about myself, um, in that way, but um, it's true. We've we've I've I've known of you, I've we have close, close mutual friends. Um, but we've never really gotten a chance to connect on this level. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm, I'm trying my best, but maybe you can ask no me some worries. More questions No worries, no I got you. And I can get it I can get <laughs> us to a better place so, to get you to feel me.
0: <laughs> so okay, so you are now a mother, right?
1: I am a mom. Yes. yes.
0: So take me back said a 10-year-old Nicole and what was
1: her personality like? Oh my gosh so 10-year-old Nicole she was probably a little confused I think at, at 10 years old you're still trying to figure out life you want to be grown and you know you think you're bigger than what you are but um I like I said I had a really interesting childhood mm-hmm. so I think at 10 years old I was really trying to Um, transition. Um, I was living with my mom um, until I was seven. And then I was, um, I suddenly had to readjust to a new living space. And I was living with my dad, a single father. So I think I was just getting to know him because I would only see him on weekends. So I think I was a pretty shy, um, I was probably, I had opinions at the time, but I probably was pretty shy. Right more observant because there were so much changes that had happened. I didn't really know how to, you know, digest, absorb everything. And so living with my dad and kind of getting to know him. So I think I was pretty confused at that point. Um, Just trying to make sense of like the things that were happening around me.
0: What were some of the interests? Like, were you a creative kid? Were you uh, into music? Were you into dance? What were, what were your, some of your things that you can remember? I think I
1: was into, I wasn't into, I do, I wouldn't even say that I felt like I tapped into any creativity at that age.
0: Oh, wow.
1: I was really into sports. Okay. Um. So I liked track. Um. I feel like I got more involved in, in sports as I got older. Mm-hmm. So I started to dabble in basketball and then volleyball. But at that age, I think I was really just, I was a tomboy. I was very much into sports and playing. Like, as a kid, that's really what all you're doing yeah, at that age, right? Yeah. Playing, having fun. Um, but I was also very aware, like I said. Um, because of so many changes that I had to experience, I was very aware of what was happening. So I felt like I had to grow up really quickly. Right. Um, so I don't feel like I was, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't recognize me being a creative at that age. Right. I think that came later on.
0: And do you, do you have any siblings?
1: I do. So I have um, you know, Caribbean family, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, enlighten me.
1: <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm the only child from my mom and dad, okay. but I do have I do have two older siblings on my mom's side. Okay. And then I have um four siblings on my dad's side.
0: Okay. Do you but do you
1: guys all yeah. get along? I mean, so um Yes, we absolutely all get along. I think some of us are, are closer than, than others. Right, like, right. so on my dad's side, my two older sisters are much, not much older, but they're they are older. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, and we weren't as close. Right. But my siblings on my mom's side were very close. Nice. Uh, my older older brother and older sister. So, yeah. And then I have a younger brother, and younger sister. And, and we're also close. They live in the States, in North Carolina. So, um, yeah. Okay. We have, we have good relationships. Yeah. So
0: do you guys often have, like, a family Gathering at all or or that's not something that you guys practice?
1: Yeah, not you we know, don't because we're kind of like um like some like like I said, my younger siblings are in, in the states right. and then my older we don't get along as get together as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but we connect on like social media. My 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 older brother and sister on my mom's side where we, we connect much more like my brother. We actually live we live together, my brother and myself. Oh. Um so yeah, we're pretty connected.
0: That's good. That's good. As long as you guys are still in contact now, that's that's what's important.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like I said, you know, like sometimes I'm not singling out Caribbean families. No, no. But, you yeah, know, sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, you have kids here and you might have a sibling. You realize you have a sibling over there. Right, so. right. Um, but fortunately, like, it was, we, knew, we all knew each other. And, that's <laughs> you, that's you know, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we we stay connected. And,
0: yeah, because it, yeah. it can go far left. It can go. F-
1: oh, it definitely can go far left. <laughs> <laughs> definitely.
0: <laughs> now, where do you think the interest in um, makeup came from? Did you have an interest growing up or it wasn't really, I think, because you're into sports more so than anything else?
1: Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of weird because I was very much into sports, mm-hmm. but I think there came a time, like, especially in high school where I suddenly became interested in makeup. And I think, um, I think that was because my dad was so like anti-makeup
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so, and he was like, you know, like he didn't, he didn't really know what he tried, like, he didn't know what he was a girl, you know, a girl child in high school, you know, and, and, and old school Jamaican, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, we be natural and you know, so everything <laughs> was like, but for me, like I guess that that like really drove me to make up uh, and drove me to want to try different things. And I think because I didn't grow up with my mom, I also didn't have like someone to kind of guide me. It was really just my older sister. Yeah. And so I definitely used to watch her put on makeup. Like I was, I would just be fascinated watching her put on, because back then it was so simple. Like you put on a red lipstick yeah. and maybe some mascara <laughs> and you're good, right? <laughs> and so now it's so complicated, but yeah, so I would sit I would watch her put on makeup and stuff like that. So I, I definitely knew that I was fascinated by it. Mm. And that was probably when I was like 12, 11, 12. But when I got to high school, I think that was when I really started to try it on myself. I don't know what I was doing. There'll be lots of bloopers. Like when I see pictures from back then, I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like I had no friends. Like no one could have told me. No one told me. Like Nicole, that's not a good look. And maybe they did. Like maybe they really did. But I did not. Like I probably didn't listen to them. Like I probably was like, no. You know, like kids growing, especially teenagers. Yeah. Like, you can't talk to them. You can't talk. You could be like, that looks ridiculous, and they'll be like, no. Like I love it. Like this is this is my. You know. <laughs> But yeah, so I definitely was like wearing makeup in grade nine. I, I remember, I remember drawing my eyebrows on. Like I remember doing like the most in, in high school.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. It's funny because I, I I literally was cleaning out the basement yesterday and I did come across some of uh, my wife's uh, high school pictures. You know, that the student ID cards and. and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So I pulled those out. and I was like, "Wow, we've come a long way." <laughs>
1: no, listen, those I feel like sometimes those need to
0: be in the archive, right? Like, permanent. No, no, this one had to come out. I was just like, "Wait a minute, uh, uh-uh, I gotta pull these out." So I would, but but the 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 great thing is, I looked at that and I said, "Look at this, you know, um, you know, we've been together this many years and." She literally gets better with time, and I'm just like
1: mm. a full
0: transformation, right? And,
1: I love that, right? Yeah. And, I,
0: and I find that happens a lot with um, a lot of uh, black women, where yeah, yeah, you, you look completely different in high school in your teenage years, but as you get older, it's just like this beautiful transformation. And so I, it, it put a smile on my face. The glow to see up, that.
1: and the glow up is usually what they what they like to refer to that, it. the glow up. The glow up. Okay,
0: yeah. okay. See that? I just learned something new. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta earn some points and get back into good graces. So I'm stacking up points right now, just so that I can always get back in when I
2: <laughs>
0: when I slip up. <laughs> now, so you've been at this for a while, but we'll get into specifically um, cold beauty. But is there a psychological connection to why people put on makeup? In your opinion, like? Oh yeah, like it
1: definitely makes you feel better. Um, about yourself. And I think like, even for me, I got into, I got to a place where, um, well, first when I started wearing makeup, I didn't understand why I was wearing makeup. I just wore it for this. I thought it was a cool thing to do. But I think that as you start to get older and especially now, like in this present day where, where beauty is such a big deal, Mm -hmm. the beauty industry is such a, is such a big deal. Um, you see the transformation, you know, and how it makes people feel. Right. And I think it becomes less of, at least for me, it becomes less of hiding or masking, um, um, you know, like someone's features and more about enhancing. Right. right? And so I'll have people that will sit in my chair and like, you can just tell by their body language, Mm -hmm. like, you know, their, their heads down or you know, I'd constantly be like, hey, can you can you kind of keep your head up? Because you're you're showing your, it's almost like you're showing your soul in some ways, right. right? Like people just are not comfortable with their bare skin, right? And so, and I get it. Like sometimes our skin's acting up and we have, you know, like we could have sensitive skin. We've mm-hmm. just had a breakout or whatever it might be that could be causing our skin to not be in the best, to show it's best, right? right. And then you have to go to the stranger or somebody and you have to, you know, kind of bear all, right? Wow, and so you immediately see a change in this person's confidence once their makeup's done, and I absolutely love it, right, because it's like that person was always there right you know it's just that they just needed a little bit of you know like just needs a little bit of help to get them there, but they always that's that's who they are, and so I absolutely think there's a there's a huge psychological component to that i'm
0: i'm as you're speaking, I'm thinking you mentioned two things that stuck out to me. Um, when you're doing someone's makeup, you can see their souls. Like they're, is it, how, how significant is that for you? Because I can only imagine you're there to do this beautiful art. You know, it's, I call it art. If if I'm off, please correct me. Um, but it is a beautiful process that you have to go through. It's a challenging one, but then you also have to balance this side of you where it's like, I got to also console this person
1: yeah and I mean it's less of um it's less of the physical right? right like you're not really speaking, but absolutely it's a feeling right It's like very intuitive Like, you're picking up and you're reading into a person's being mm-hmm. right and so you can totally see when someone's feeling vulnerable right and that is that is vulnerability like you look at vulnerability and you think it's just like. Oh, just, you know, maybe just putting your feelings out there, but even bearing any part of yourself that you would normally not or right. feel comfortable doing. Like there's some people that don't feel comfortable going outside with, without makeup, right? Right. And I remember I used to be like that. And it wasn't because I, I didn't feel pretty or I didn't, I just felt like this was just a part of me, mm-hmm. right? So this was just a part of my everyday routine. Like I had to, I would have to put on makeup, right? And so when I realized that I didn't, I didn't need it to, like I, I, in fact, I, I lost as much, I lost some of the interest in putting on makeup, mm-hmm. you know, as I continued to work on work with clients, yeah. I, I didn't have the time to, to put on makeup for myself. And I realized, Hey, I don't really need that much, you know, like less is more. Like as you start to get older, you realize, right. Yeah. But, um, but going back to the individuals, absolutely. Like you, you, you want to be gentle with, with, with that. Cause you, it's it's unspoken, right? but you can absolutely see that this person is trusting you. right? Um, with their with their face with their skin with themselves, right? And that is that's the, the face is the first thing that people see. Right. Right. Right? So,
0: wow. What's what's the bond like when you have someone and you're doing their makeup? Do you find that there's a genuine connection there and and even if it's someone that was referred to that you've never met or you haven't really worked on them before, what is that bond like with that time that you're with them?
1: So, I think sometimes you can really carve out a like a, a really cool rapport and I think sometimes it's like it's building trust Mm -hmm. right and so which is which is a part of building rapport but you can really see that there's some people that don't trust (laughs) you even people that I've worked on before that are happy with my work and have have come back Mm -hmm. right you could still see like they're checking they want to check to see okay is that you know are you putting on too much or are you putting on too little kind of thing Um, so you kind—I of, kind of have to work with them as well. Like, girl, you know, you know, I got you, or right. you know, like reassure them that they're in good hands. But for the most part, like, I kind of changed my setup so when someone sits down, they can see themselves mm. in the mirror, right? Which I don't—I don't often like because a, I like um,
0: the element—I like people to
1: just be surprised, yeah. Yeah. right? I like the element of surprise. Yeah. But B, it's because you're gonna check, right? right. You, if you haven't come to me before, you don't know, you know, you see my work, but you don't really know what it what it looks like on you. Right. You're gonna be looking in the mirror, right, to see like, okay, what did she do with my brows, or what did she do with this, right. right?
0: Right. Wow, that's that's a lot, though. I mean, that's hard. Like, I mean, I'm a visual artist, so for to have somebody stand over my shoulder and watch and critique something. <laughs> I, that would drive me nuts. Like I used to hate when, you know, you're in public spaces and you're, you're sketching and somebody just standing over your shoulder. Like, why are you staring at me? Like, I'm trying to work here. So I can only imagine what you go through because they're looking at the mirror, looking at themselves and looking at you and thinking, what is she doing? Or when is she going to do this? Because I'm used to this being,
1: exactly. yeah, and they start comparing exactly. you, yeah. Exactly. So I'll get someone that'll be like, Oh, can you you're not gonna leave my brow like that, right? <laughs> and I'm, like no. Let me I'm work. like, no, girl. I'm like, no girl, so just the process, right? Or sometimes I'll turn them, right? Like I'll spin my chair so they can't see uh, what's happening and they and they kinda have to wait until the end. But you can you get a bit of both. You get you get some people who are just like, Do whatever and they trust right. you one hundred percent and they know that, you know, whatever you do, it's gonna they're gonna be happy with it. And then some people are like, mm. yeah this is a look that I want. Can you do this? Right. You know, and then there's other people that are like, I need to see along the way how it's going. Yeah. You know, before I can, I can trust that it's going to be, especially the people that want very natural life. Right. And like I'll get called and be like, I want it very, very natural. I'm like, okay, I got you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very subjective. I don't know what your natural right. is. Exactly. Versus mine, but like, you know, but I, I you know, I, I, I asked for feedback, mm-hmm. you know, like throughout, to see, like, okay, you know, are you happy with this? But it's hard to really get a sense of what the final look is, because there's so much that goes into it. Like, as an artist, you know, like, you can't show someone a partially finished piece. That's the worst thing you you can do. (laughs) Yeah, like, because they're not going to get the full, the impact of of what you created, right? So you kind of have to, and it's messy, like, when I, sometimes you look a mess, like, you look like a hot mess, like, halfway through, like, that's why they always say, trust the process. Wow.
0: That's incredible. So, I'm curious now. Okay, let's say I show up, I book an appointment with you, and I want my makeup done. Now, you right away notice that I do have some sensitive skin, like I have a bit of a breakout around the cheeks and so forth. Now, does that automatically tell you that you need to be aware of what product to use on me and so forth? Or do you ask me some questions before we start about my skin? And if there's something that kind of, you know, reacts negatively
1: to my skin. Absolutely. So I usually start out by asking the type of skin that they have, like whether it be oily, combination, um, normal. And then I will also ask, just get a sense of, are you like, do you have any sensitivities or allergies to any of the products? Mm. Like, cause most people, most people do wear makeup. So, um, you know, I'll ask them what kind of products they currently use? Um, so that if I have those products, I'll use those. Right. Um, if someone has sensitive skin, like, um,
0: you have to tr- yeah, treat I mean, it first or?
1: It really depends on what it is. Okay. Like if it's, um, if makeup is really about concealing, right? Like I'm not into, I can't, I can't treat you on spot. Like I can, I can mask redness,
2: right?
1: you know, I can, I can mask hyperpigmentation, but I can't change texture. Yeah. Right. So if your skin's breaking out or there's it'll nothing show really through. That you yeah. Do, absolutely. And that's why I always tell people people are always like, oh, well, what would you, you know, how, why, how, what would you say is the secret to, to great makeup or flawless looking makeup? And I always say, like, flawless looking skin. Right, right.
2: Right.
1: Which is hard to achieve. But the point of the matter is, if you take care of your skin first, yep. then that canvas, like when you put that makeup on, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be amazing, right? It's going to be. It's going to look flawless because you've taken care of, of the foundation, which is which is your skin. Oh,
0: thank you so much! You just gave me an aha moment right there when you said "canvas," because <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> your canvas is the skin. Mine is right. literally the the fabric, right? So, exactly. as soon as you said it, and I'm thinking, okay, that makes sense to me. Okay, okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what we're some of your career aspirations when, you know, when you were younger and what changed along the way?
1: Oh my gosh. So it definitely was a makeup. I'll tell you (laughs) that. And I mean, and I mean, I'm still like, I still work a nine to five, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not doing makeup full time, but I, I would have swore up and down that I was, I was going to law school Uh. and I was a lawyer. That's, that's what I wanted to do. Like, if you talk to me in university, that's, I'm going to law school. That's where, you know, that's what it is.
0: Wait, so what, first of all, what drove that interest? Like, how did that come come to be? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Tell me it wasn't
0: the money. How that come to <laughs> no, no,
1: no, it wasn't the money. I like to, um, I like to look at the facts, which, which law is not really about looking at the facts always, but I, I really liked, um, I liked reading, um, you know, I like to debate, I like to argue, <laughs> Okay. um, but I really like to, um, I was really interested in like immigration law and, um, I guess I, my interest was vested around, um, law itself and I felt like I could branch off from there. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to actually practice law. So I went to, um, I interned at a criminal law firm for okay. a year in university to get a sense of whether I wanted to actually, um, be in criminal law and I definitely, um, wholeheartedly believed after that I didn't want to be in, mm. in um, criminal law. And so I felt like maybe law could be a platform. Um, maybe I can use a law degree unconventionally. Maybe I could work for a company in the legal department. Um, so that's kind of where it was. I didn't I didn't know specifically what area of law I was drawn to immigration law, but right. um, I felt like it would have evolved when I got into law school. Mm-hmm.
0: What happened along the way?
1: <laughs> so what happened along the way? So I applied. I applied to law school. Um can't remember what year I applied, but after I graduated at University of Toronto, I interned for a year at the law firm and then I applied to law school. And I did not get into the school that I applied to in Toronto, but I was I was a late listed for on HBCU school in, in the US, mm. Howard. And Howard. um I yeah, wow. so I really wanted to go to historically uh, 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 like, because we don't get that experience yeah, right yeah. so going to a historically black college university was important to me at that time and so i was really i'm like let me shoot my shot here mm-hmm. you know and so um and so i applied and i was waitlisted and i'm like okay you know maybe maybe my name might be at the top of the list um but it turned out that it wasn't so i didn't get it i didn't get accepted and i mean the the whole path to law school is rigorous mm-hmm. right it's not yeah. it's not for the lighthearted yeah. right? it's a lot of it's a lot of studying it's it's a lot of time invested. And I also felt like the system didn't really support. Um, I didn't feel like that I had the right support systems in place, right. like financial support systems as well to to help me get there. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but that's not making any excuses. The, the facts are the facts that I applied and I didn't get right. in. So I happened to be working at the time in insurance. Um, and I had just gotten my broker's license. And I was just working just out of university, you know, like you just need a job kind of yeah. thing. And so it just so happened that I started to do really well in insurance. Oh, so okay. I moved into another role. Like I, I was, I moved into a more senior role and then, uh, and then I, so, but insurance wasn't my plan, obviously. Right. Like, and then, so one, once I found out that I wasn't, I didn't get into law school, I was like, oh man, well, I have to continue working. Right. So I kind of just, you know, I guess you can describe it as a pivot because I was doing really well in insurance. I stayed in the industry. Um, I just continued to move up. And so... um, That was it. I went from personal insurance, like personal lines insurance to commercial. So now I work in commercial insurance. Okay. Um, So... Yeah, and so then...
0: Sorry, when you say commercial, is it for, like, what? Is it for construction? Is it for auto? Is it for...
1: It's for businesses. So it it is all the industries that you can think of. So whether it be manufacturing, construction, small business, um... Um, good to know yeah so just big big size like so large businesses mid-sized businesses That that's kind of where it is but i never interestingly enough i always was in the like because most people if you know insurance you think about like underwriting right. right like um that's primarily what insurance is but i always was on the periphery of that i would always i was working in um operations oh, i was okay. working in um uh when i moved to the company that i was that I'm at now, I was, I was working in management, but I was managing like technical assistance and stuff like that. So I was never really in the realm of underwriting, which is interesting to be a part of insurance and not, not be there. But, um, but you know, insurance actually is, is a great industry. And I think it's not as celebrated of course as, as law or, you know, being, you know, like The big, the big, uh, having the big degree, right,
2: right, right,
1: right. But um, you can actually carve out um, a pretty good career out of an insurance. I always said that to me. I I, no, I, I said I would never say this out loud, but I always felt like (laughs) insurance is like it was where people who didn't get into like their first choice (laughs) go. You know, because I was like, wow, there's a lot of really intelligent people in this like right. in this space, right? But nobody ever says, I want to work in insurance. i right. like, this it just doesn't happen. So it's like, what was your first choice? Because <laughs> I feel like insurance is always like the second choice, right? Right,
0: right. Oh, that's interesting.
1: And so... <laughs> That's kind of where I landed, and i just I just continued to work in it and I really liked it I really liked the I always wanted to get into people leadership, so once I was able to start like managing teams, I was like oh this is this is exactly what I want to do and where i want to be huh. um
0: so where where does that leadership portion come from like where do you think that that birth from that you want to be in leader a people leadership?
1: Well, so what I mentioned before, I think like just having to grow up really quickly and have a handle on responsibility at a young age, right. I think always made me more, um, more conservative and more responsible. Mm-hmm. And I kind of look back and I was like, I don't really feel like I had fun. You know, right. you ask at 10 years old, I'm like, I cannot really, I can't remember when I really, really had like a, a carefree
0: So you were, childhood. So you were that A student then?
1: Definitely wasn't the A student. But were, A were you student. in your
0: books like more than? Definitely
1: wasn't in. I I don't think I was in my books. Okay. I was easily distracted. <laughs> but I think it's like I think it was like the lessons that I learned as I continued to grow. Right. So it was like, so it was like in high school I was I was um, I was pretty easily distracted. I was just cared about boys and basketball. Really. That
0: was it. Yeah.
1: That was really it. And I mean, in that time, like when you're growing up, like for example. Um, in areas which I find where it was a, like a a predominantly black high school. I found that like the aspirations of a lot, like a lot of the students, like there wasn't much to aspire to. Like there wasn't anybody challenging us and you could probably relate to this, but there wasn't anything challenging challenging us to be more than, um, you know, like whatever they they could see kind of thing. Right um so I didn't really have any aspirations of like going to university and all that stuff like that was not even a thought in my mind like I was like I want to go to co-op I want to get a job at Foot Locker
0: that's
1: and I want to you know like I want to work at a shoe store so I get discounts yeah
0: that's that's the 90s yeah that's that's
1: definitely (laughs) (laughs) like I didn't have I didn't I didn't understand the you know the whole idea of you need to go to school and you need to get a, a a solid education and you need to think about what you want to do after high school and right. stuff like that. Right. So it was growing up and, and realizing like after I finished high school and I didn't have a plan, I didn't have a plan. I just, I just so happened to, you know, end up living with some, some relatives who were very, um, uh, academic minded mm-hmm. Um, they encouraged me in the right way. They showed the right examples, and this this was like when I was eighteen. Yeah,
0: so it's
1: you know, and so I was still very impressionable. So I think that's also important to note. Like some people think that you know, after ten, twelve, thirteen, you can't you can't help somebody, you can't change really? their life, you can't you can't show them a different lifestyle. But I absolutely absolutely was was introduced to a completely different lifestyle that I never knew existed, like middle class. Wow. <laughs> like, families that went to church and, and, you know, they had good jobs. And, and, um, so I started living with, um, and I call her my mom now, mm-hmm. um, because she was a cousin, she's a cousin of my mom's, but she's, she's absolutely my mom. Um, but she really helped helps me in the right direction. And I think that's where I started to take control of kind of, you know, my education. I went to university. I didn't even have the grades to get into to university. Oh, wow. I had to take her, I had to go through like a bridging program that university, that, uh, U of T had. Right. Um, just to prove that I, you know, like I was academically, you know, capable right. of, of of going through the rigors of, of university at the University of Toronto, right? So I had to do that. Wow! And so it came along the way. So the long, a long answer, but so all of that came along the way. No, that's, um, that's,
0: that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, I, I wouldn't have never guessed that. Right. Really? No, because you have to keep in mind, I, I've only known you from a distance,
2: And so the
0: image that people paint of you was not what you just told me. It's way better. Like meaning that didn't come out so right, but meaning they told me that you were this A student, at least that's the image that kind of came across as I listened to stories about you or them describe who you were to me. And so when you say to me that you were easily distracted, I didn't get that picture. Right?
1: Oh, man. I'm so easily distracted. But yeah, absolutely. I did not have I did not have the grades to get into university. That's absolutely incredible. Not. I had that. I was smart. Yeah. I was smart. And everyone always used to say that to me. Like, all my teachers would always say potential, potential. Like, that was a word that they threw around all over the place. Yeah. You have so much potential. But I didn't know my own potential at the time. You know? And so I was just like... Pfft needs potential? Like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't interested, right? Yeah. Isn't
0: that, that so, isn't that interesting um, that one exposure of something outside of your, you know, your your little ecosystem
1: changes everything? Remarkable. Like it's it's incredible. It's like you just, it's like that stone and like you drop into the water and the ripple effect from there. Oh my gosh. Um, like it's incredible. Like I did a complete 180, like my life turned around. So much. I've, I experienced so much growth in that time just by having a community of people that I actually supported it. Like I was adopted into this, you know, yeah. they're my extended family, but they treated me like I was their immediate, you know, and and that just changed my whole my whole life.
0: Man, kudos to those people when they when they get <laughs> you know when they get injected into your life and right yeah yeah right that's incredible. So you have a child now, right? So I'm curious, at what age do you think you'll allow her to start putting on some makeup?
1: Oh, my gosh. so She's already like, you know, Because so She like, sees everything you're doing. Yeah. Fight, everything. Yeah. But she, yeah. So she's already like, she'll pick up my makeup brushes. She'll put on her face. You know, I, I, I will admit that I have indulged her some and I, I put some lip gloss on her lips every so often. <laughs> but but I think like I, I don't I don't think I feel comfortable with her putting on makeup until we understood why she wanted it. Right. Right. And like when we can have that dialogue, I think I would be, I feel comfortable with her putting on makeup Mm. and I also feel a lot more comfortable because I know how to put on makeup so I can guide her. So It won't be like this crazy, you know?
2: Right.
1: Um, but I don't know. I I don't think it would be at a early age. Like I, I I can't, I can't give you a a (laughs) (laughs) name.
0: I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, It's really about comfort. Right. And I was thinking too, as you were talking, I'm thinking, what about, um, cause I know when, when they're going through different stages as kids, their skin is different, right? Um, yeah, a little bit more, especially preteen hormones and, and everything else kind of changes everything. And so that might have an impact. And so I can, I'm assuming you're going to have to watch that too, to see what's, what, how she's reacting to certain things at that point. Absolutely.
1: And then you'll be yeah. able to change. And gauge. she may not even like, she may not even want makeup. Like some right. kids are the complete opposite of yeah. their parents, yeah. right? Yeah, it's true. They like, get that away from me. It's true. But with her specifically, I can see that she's, like, like she seems very girly. Yeah. Like, she... And she does... Yeah, she wants to do, like, all kids. They want to be like their parents. They want to do what they do. So, for now... Mm-hmm. um
0: let yeah. her
1: be a kid i also like i'm also like oh my gosh those tuto- like those little like tutorials where you like mommy dog tutorials are so cute Oh, okay good okay. and i'm like you tempted <laughs> i'm like oh i can't wait till you're like six or seven where we could actually play and make it together That's you awesome. know so i also part of me is like i'm very i think i have a very strict side because my dad was very strict yeah. so i have a very like strict kind of, like, by the book mm. side. But I also have this, like, oh, but that's so cute. and <laughs> You know?
0: Let your guard down a bit.
1: Let my guard down. Yeah. Like, have fun, right? Because I think that sometimes you, as adults, you forget. Like, it's about having fun, too, right?
0: Yeah. I, I find... I don't know. I don't know how, um, you know, her father is, but is he the one that lets her kind of get away with murder or no? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. definitely... So I'm going to I'm going to assume and jump off the cliff here and say that mothers of um you know girl uh, childs are usually more stern with them than the fathers as opposed to if you have a boy like I have a boy too and so I know he's getting spoiled by his mom
2: <laughs> and I'm
0: spoiling my daughter so I can see Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it's always interesting Which, I mean, to watch. It,
1: should, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. There shouldn't be. You know, like it should be all the same. But it's true. Yeah. Like it feels. It feels like there's an affinity. Yeah. You know, like that that father daughter and that mother son yeah. affinity, right? Yeah. Um, so it's,
0: it's always interesting. But yeah,
1: like she she definitely yeah daddy's girl gets him. yeah yeah
0: absolutely yeah.
1: wrapped around the finger kind of thing
0: <laughs> and that that makes you guys jealous too because you're like wait are you letting her get away with this <laughs> oh for
1: sure for sure right but because then we have to deal. we have to clean up the mess. that's after, right. Right. right
0: that's right that's right that's true that is true when when did you so i was reading uh that you became a published uh makeup artist what does that mean when you're published
1: so it means that your your work has been published in um, some type of editorial piece, whether it be got magazine, it. Okay. It could be video, it could be yeah. So whether it be print or online, got it,
0: got it. And when did that happen for you? When was the first time that you got published?
1: Oh, I got published last year, officially. And um, officially, yeah.
0: Nice, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Did, Thank did that you. make a huge difference for you though? Um, being published as opposed to not being published, or you haven't re- reaped the rewards of that yet?
1: Uh, no, it made a huge difference for on like so many different levels. I think um for one, like I'm a self taught makeup artist. Right. Right. So we talked about like my background and mm. you did not hear me say that I went to like makeup school. Right. <laughs> right? So I didn't go to makeup school. I taught myself makeup and so there's a lot of self taught artists. There's a lot of makeup artists. Right. Right. And so um, you, you don't really get that recognition from the makeup community until you're like, until your work's recognized, mm. oftentimes. Depends on what kind of artist you are, right? right? Some people are makeup artists slash influencers. Got it. Right. So they just do makeup on themselves, but there's there are other people are actual makeup artists that do, um, or makeup artists on, that work on other people. Right. So I think getting that recognition from the community, like when your work is published, that kind of gives you that that validation. Right. 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 And so um it's a huge deal. Like I've only been doing makeup for this is my third year. Oh wow. Going into my fourth year, right? And so that was one of my goals.
0: Wow. Um
1: to be a published artist. Because again, like I said, you're you're recognized by the makeup community but then you get access to like discounts right because makeup is expensive like yeah. building your makeup kit is very expensive yeah. right it can become very expensive and so having proof that okay well i have my like i have an editorial piece now that's been published this gives you kind of a free pass to get discounts like that uh, right uh, with big makeup brands that you would normally have to you know pay full price for wow kind of thing
0: so Okay now'm I'm, I'm, I'm curious so let's say for a company um you know Sephora or one of them Mac or any of those big big companies, if you went in there, how would you then try and get a discount? Well how do you present yourself in that situation?
1: Oh so they so you can apply directly to them to the company once you once you have a work that's been published, you can apply for uh, membership.
0: Oh, so it's like an affiliate program type of thing.
1: Exactly. So, for example, when my work when um when my work was published, and it was published in in one of the the biggest Canadian bridal magazines. Nice. It doesn't matter where it was published, but the fact that it published, was published, yeah. it
2: helps.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's Published by a reputable right. magazine, right? But um, you you just send in your tear sheet or like a link to. The, your work, okay. and they review it, and you send in. You have to like validate. You have to send in a few things, documentation, right. and they review it, and they make a decision whether, you know, you meet their criteria or you don't.
0: Nice. Have you gotten any um memberships since uh, publishing?
1: Yes, yeah, so I've applied. I've applied to quite a few, but mainly like the places that I shop at or. You know, like I, I would
0: use your products it makes sense yeah. to
1: get, yeah, yeah. To, to get a discount from. But I think it just adds to your resume, right? right? Because as a makeup artist right now, it's very competitive, right? And on top of that, I'm not doing this full time. Right. So I feel like sometimes I'm not, I feel like it can be so much further ahead had I been able to invest
0: more
1: time. 100% of my time, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm working, I'm kind of trying to stay up on, on with my skills and on trend while also working my nine to five, which can be challenging. Wow. So um, to get these kind of like small little pats on the back as you go along is really, really, it's, it's it's positive reinforcement, right? Like you're like, okay, I'm doing something good. Right. Like when you want to give up, you're like, oh no, like someone noticed, someone recognized it or, right. you know, someone thinks I'm a good artist and then you want to, you know, you keep going. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, that's awesome. I can only imagine though, it walked me through it because as a makeup artist, what really goes on behind the scene like how long or how many hours did you put in to get to where you're at you know because i Um, I think people only see the finish the end results and they assume that oh okay that's easy i can kind of do this on my own or whatever and you know hit the wall real quick when they realize it's not as easy as it looks because you guys might put up you know you might put up a, a 30 second clip of how you did the process of your own makeup and boom, and it looks great. And we're like, Oh yeah, that, that looks pretty cool. You know, it, it could be misleading of how many hours you actually put in to perfect getting to that skill level. Like, I'm curious cause you didn't go to school for any of this.
1: Right. So honestly I spent, um, I spent a lot of time online. I look at, I still look at, um, YouTube, Mm-hmm. Uh, tutorials from celebrity makeup artists right. because they give you a lot of like tips and tricks. You learn a lot. It's almost like they're mentoring you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but not. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time studying other artists work. Like I would, I would hone in on artists that I really liked. Yeah. I admired their work and I would just study their, study their work, study the techniques. I would try to find, okay, I would go to celebrity artists and figure out, okay, how do you apply this? Cause you know, um, some people actually work, like get to work in the industry. Like I remember I was considering applying to work at Mac, for example, because mm-hmm. that would give me a lot of inside knowledge that I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have. Right. But the timing wasn't right. So I didn't get a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. So I really just jumped into it. And so at the beginning, I was really just practicing them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people didn't know, Right. but, um, but I was practicing and I, I would have done it for free until my friends said like, no, you have to start charging people for this. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't even know what to charge because for me I was like, I'm just still understanding skin tone. Skin tone was probably the easiest thing for me to understand. But even to this day, like just like colors, learning colors right. is is um so important. So I even just bought a book on on color for makeup artists, right? To understand like, you know, what colors are are best for different types of skin tone. Some people it comes naturally. Yeah. You know, they just know bam, 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 this is this this would bring out your eyes right. or just, you know. But for me it's something that I actually had to I have to learn and I have to develop. Right. And um there's some things that come easier than, than others. So for me it was just spending a lot of time researching and reading. Like I, I have makeup books mm. that I read, you know, like I've just I just ordered um two last week. Because there's also like things about makeup that are not new. Right. You know, yeah, makeup is trend, but when you look at like I was looking at um a feature on Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy cow, like her makeup was incredible. You know, it's, it's makeup that we, we are recreating today. Oh. That very natural, like makeup, but no makeup look.
2: Right.
1: Right. And it's like, oh, that artist was ahead of his time, but not really. The trend just came back. Right. 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 But the makeup itself is flawless. Right. And so if you go back to like, to um, 90s makeup or you read, you know, up on artists because a lot of artists publish books and you read on their read up on their books. And you see like the fundamentals that they're using, yeah. and you're like, oh, that still works today. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Art, art is beautiful like that. It just it's in everything, right? People don't recognize that. I, I try and tell people that. Oh, you can't kill the artists in the school system because you need art. Art. The world exists because art exists.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, and 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 in every form, every space, art was there. So. You can't block it out and say, oh, let's focus on the sciences and that's and that's it or the math and forget about art because all those things go hand in hand with art. So it's just frustrating sometimes when I go through those tangents. But as a as a mother of a two year old, I'm curious, when do you find the time to practice? Because you got a nine to five. When do you do this practicing or even (laughs) book clients?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. Like, I don't have a lot. I don't get a lot of time. And and, in fact, I'm also um, a permanent makeup artist. So I recently um, was certified to do um, permanent eyebrows, like semi-permanent
0: eyebrows. Is that some of the recent ones that I just saw you posted?
1: Yeah. So So wait,
0: you're you're telling uh, me those people, they're not going to wash those off.
1: No, those don't wash off. Lad. Not for now. Like they're 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 good for like a year or two. Oh wow! Yeah, and so that is like that technique is way like that's more that skill is more more complex because it's it's then the industry is permanent makeup, but it, it's an actual semi permanent application. Mm. But there's so much involved in that. Like there's so much study involved in that, and so much precision. um, and so much hours that you have to put in. So I remember when I just got certified, I was like staying up till I put my daughter to sleep, I'm up until two, you know, um, I utilized when I was on that, we mm-hmm. to, to take the actual course till I had downtime. Well, not really downtime because you don't have downtime on that. Leave yeah. Like that, but I would just use the time when my daughter was sleeping and stuff like that. Um, now it's a little bit more difficult. Um, I would practice on myself. Like there's yeah. times where I get into good grooves, and uh, if you go to my page, you'll see like I just do different looks on myself, yeah. right? Because that's another thing, you're not going to always have someone to practice on. Right. So you use your own face. You can definitely, you know, create looks, and you get a sense of okay, what looks good on this on you. It may not necessarily replicate on, on on someone else in the same way, but you're getting, you know, like you're 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 keeping your skills alive, yeah. kind of thing.
0: How many how many videos, honestly, did you have to go through? Before you said, okay, I'm going to post my first video.
1: A lot. Because <laughs> I'm so, like, I'm so, uh, I get so much anxiety, anxiety yeah. about about putting my work out there. Yeah. It's like, you remember, you heard of, um Erika Badu, she, she says this, um, phrase and I and I it's not even a phrase like she was talking and she's like I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> and people created like you know like the, the whole like reels to it yeah, now and stuff yeah. like that but that like sums me up like 110 percent like I'm sensitive about my shit yeah. like I get really 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 nervous about putting my stuff out there you know if I don't feel good about it yeah. and then the other part of me is like girl you gotta put it out there because this is just, this is your growth, this is your progress, you're showing, you know, yeah. you're just showing your 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 evolution, That's right? It. That's awesome. And your journey, but oh man, like, I would literally be sweating bricks when I was, <laughs> like, I think when I did my first, because <laughs> I'm so nervous. there, it's, you're, you're, any artist can relate, yeah. anybody who yeah. who produces any type of work, yeah. right? Yeah. For the masters, whether it be <laughs> your 500 following or yeah, yep. you know, like 10,000 following, like anything that you put out, like you're very, you're now subjected to the opinions and the thoughts. That's it. That's um, it. Of others. Right. And so it can be very, it can be very nerve wracking.
0: <laughs> now, is there, do you have a favorite product? Like, is there a product on the market that you, that's the, almost like your go to, or maybe three products that's, this is my go to, or it works really well for um, specific sin- skin tones that you often find yourself working on that you go to often?
1: So one staple that I like, I like, I really, really like using today is even from like myself personally is um, Too Faced concealer.
0: Too Faced concealer.
1: Um, Yeah. So the brand is is called Too Faced, Um, but it's a concealer that I mean is almost uh, every makeup artist that I I I follow use like swears by it. Okay,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. That's right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Concealer sounds like you're trying to hide something. (laughs) (laughs) you gotta educate me on this Uh, are we trying to hide everything or just certain things like what is this concealer hiding
1: like so for me i cannot live without concealer like i i i don't wear as much makeup as i used to wear Mm -hmm. and with the whole pandemic thing and not really having to leave i work from home so even more so i really just um been investing in my skincare. Mm-hmm. however when you have kids mm. you know what those bags you look <laughs> like right and so like they're not getting full night's sleep like right. you don't always get that right. right and so for me I'm like oh man like I need something to cover these bags mm. That's what concealer helps with, right? It. it really helps like to conceal <laughs> areas on your face, right? Any blemishes, okay. but a lot of times it's really great for for minimizing the appearance of eggs okay, or dark or darkness around the eyes,
2: right?
1: Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that I use on my clients. Um, it's also it's not just about it's highlighting as well. Like it's it's a it's a brand that obviously like we have so much diversity in shades now, mm-hmm. right? Like we're not limited to you know, five shades anymore. So you have a whole scale of like, just range of different shades. And so you can use these products like this one in particular for so many different things. Highlighting, which is bringing out. features, You can use it for contouring, which is like receding things. Like, you know, so it's like, uh, it's one of my favorites. That's definitely what I would Mm. would say is the most.
0: So when when you're doing makeup on yourself or actually let's focus on you. Let's say you're doing one of your looks. I'm just curious when you're doing it, are you, doing it with something specific in mind? Like maybe I'm, I'm practicing my contours on this one or my shading on this one or highlights on this one. Is that, is that something that you kind of go through or?
1: No, I just kind of like do a look. It depends. Like if I, if I've um, watched something recently, like I purchased, I purchased um, artists sometimes have like their own tutorials that they, you know, like they, they sell. Right. And so if I, if I've, Watch something, if I've purchased some some content, a tutorial um, or a course, and I want to, like, try that out, mm-hmm. then yeah, absolutely. But most times it's just, like, I kind of have a look in mind and it usually never goes that way. <laughs> it usually is just like something completely different. You just kind of go with it, right?
0: Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Now, talk to me about Cold Beauty. Um, What does it stand for? And where did it come about? Like, how that came to be.
1: So cold beauty is really just a, a portion of my name, right? Mm-hmm. It's from Nicole I just put the, I, I wanted, I didn't have a name. And so, um, when I started doing makeup, the way that it, it actually started was a friend of mine came, like she would come by, um, Like, she'd be going to a party or whatever, and she'd ask me, like, just to do her makeup. And I love doing makeup, right? And I'd always, like, say, you know, I always said, like, I would probably want to go to school for makeup or something, and I would just leave leave it there, right? right? But she came to get her makeup done a couple times, and then um, her birthday came around, and she asked me to do her her birthday uh, makeup. And so I was like, okay, well... I guess I could do it. I'm pretty sure. I've been doing your makeup like a few times now. Yeah. So I looked up a tutorial that I thought, you know, would be a good look and I had tried out the look myself. And so I pretty much just followed the tutorial and I did that makeup look on her and it came out so well. Mm. And so I was really pleased with it, but that's all I, I didn't really take it any further than that. I was just like, well, you killed it, like you look beautiful yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. But people at the party were like, oh my gosh, who did your makeup, right? Mm. And she was like, oh, Nicole, right? And so I'm like, okay, you can't be telling people that I did your makeup though because I don't, I'm not a makeup artist like that. But people started to like message me like, hey, can you do my makeup for this event?
2: Right.
1: I started out with one person and I'm just like, mm, I guess. And then I realized that like, it was another person and it's the word of mouth that are growing. And I realized, okay, I need to build my own makeup right. kit, right? Cause I can't use my own personal product. Right. Like I have to actually invest in. So I just started to gradually invest in buying makeup. And then I came to the point where I'm like, okay, I need a name, uh, <laughs> you know? And so I really just took, I wanted, I didn't know what I wanted to include my full name or or not. And so I just, came up with cold beauty because it was still me a part of me mm-hmm. um yeah so that's kind of how it started. Nice. it
0: rings though i like it i like when i saw it i was like oh wait cool i like it i like it, it has a ring to it, thank it you. has a ring to it
1: thank you but
0: i i particularly love the logo by the way i'm just oh
1: thank you like, thank that you that
0: definitely is something that stands out and i think you got something there and just run with it because it is something that has um a, a distinct look to it and feel to it it is rich it is um elegant it is high-end and so i'm glad you went with that look and the color combination works as well so kudos to you i on appreciate that,
1: that. thank yeah. you you know it's a, it's that evolution too when you're branding yourself yeah. right i think that's like my second that's my third logo yeah and so probably every year i came out with a logo until that logo yeah
2: yeah no that's a right good one.
1: so yeah, it's a part of that, that process too. Like you start out as one thing and then you start to evolve throughout that journey. Um, but I appreciate that. Thank you. No, you're
0: welcome. It's 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 the truth. But do you have a service where somebody shows up and says, I just need you to help me either treat my skin just for cleansing, not necessarily put makeup on? Do you, Have you done something like that before?
1: No, I, I haven't. But I, I always had an interest in it. And I said to myself, like when I transition, mm-hmm. um, into doing this full time, I would definitely want to have a component, um, focusing on that. Yeah. Not too, too much, but what I would like to offer is like maybe a facial before the makeup application, right? right. right. Nothing too aggressive, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't want to like open up pores or anything like that right. and then apply makeup. Right. Um, but definitely like a cleansing of the skin, mm-hmm. a proper cleansing of the skin before the makeup application, I think is something that I wish I could always do or, or, that's where I want to get to nice. and just like a full sphere s- service. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know any places where I can go and I can get like, you know, my face massage, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right.
1: you know, properly moisturized and hydrated and then get a makeup right. application. But ultimately I think that would be, that would be such a nice add on. Right. To have, because it's really, really like about the skin. And I, yeah. I was always a minimalist when it came to skincare. Mm-hmm. But then, as I started to age, I was like, "Hey, <laughs> you know, I know a black don't cry,
2: right? but-,
1: <laughs> but we gotta, you know, we gotta do do a little something, something yeah. to make sure that we're taking care of our skin, still, right?" Yeah. And so I started to just pay attention more to like what I was using and and stuff like that, and I realized, um, yeah, we can really heal. Like we have to heal our skin, and and then when we do that, we don't have to put on as much makeup. Right.
0: I'm thinking about future clients that you're going to have Um, people that are going to listen to this episode and actually have questions and things like that. So I'm trying to keep them in mind um, as I, you know, dive in a little bit more with you. What services can a future client expect? Like to what level of, you know, um, professionalism and, and that genuine connection or interest, you know, like I find some people are doing things because they're just doing it and it pays them. Um, and then there are those who actually do it with a bit of that passion in there that you can feel it, you know? So I'm trying, for sure. I'm trying to figure out, um, yeah, what would they get from, you know, Cold Beauty if they if they booked you and they said, okay, I need you to take care of me for this event. However, I'm also curious, are you mobile?
1: I am mobile, yeah. Okay. Yeah, limited limited uh, mobility. Right. Um, so because I, again, work nine to five, so it would be usually weekend mobility. But... Um, and for sure. And I think that you you hit the nail on the head with that. I think that you can always send someone who's truly passionate about, about what they're doing versus someone who's just looking to get paid. Right. Yeah. And so for me, it's, it's more about making sure that the person gets to a place that they're happy with. Yes. Right. And so it's less about, cause sometimes it's like, I can have a look in mind for you, but that's not a look that you want for yourself. Right. Right. And so it's, it's, for me, it's really important to have a conversation, you know, um, not, it doesn't happen as much with, um, with like everyday makeup clients, but especially when it comes to bridal, um, I really want to get a sense of what you want for that day, how you want to feel. Right. And then I can kind of put together what I think would be the right products for you based on that so it's, it's kind of curating that look for that for that person right? right um but I always go above and beyond and it's, it's just because I not only is that what I I like to receive then mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that people always have to do that you know go out of pocket for you right. but it's just because I would never want to send somebody out a certain way yeah where I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know what I mean? Looking that way or, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. very, you're a reflection of me. And so therefore everything that I do, I try to do with, um, with passion, but also with purpose, right? Like I want to make sure that we're getting to a place that you're happy with. And I'm achieving a look for you that you're happy with and that meets your needs. Right. And also bringing out things that you probably didn't know were there, that you, that you never thought you would like. right? Right. So it's a bit of also convincing, like, Hey, why don't you take a risk here and try this out? I think this might be something that would look good on you or. So I think for me, it's really about building that relationship first. Yeah, It's not transactional. It's really about building a relationship and it sounds kind of corny when I think about it, but it's, it's genuine. Like it's a genuine like care and concern for that person and wanting them to feel the best, the very best that they can feel, you know, when they, when they leave.
0: That's the, a- that's the thing, though, right? Because I'm going to remember how I felt when I experienced something as opposed to remembering what the lights look like.
1: That's true.
2: You
0: know, Absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> the feeling is always going to trump. I mean, you think about music, you think about anything that's had an impact on you. It was a feeling, it, you know, an energy that it created in you. And that's why you can never let that, you know, memory go. And so, yeah, it is important. I try and tell people all the time that if you're going to refer somebody, there's a reason why you're doing it, Right. Um, like you just said, that person, you know, that client becomes an extension of you and they're the ones referring because they are literally you, you know, out there marketing and promoting cold beauty, but they don't even realize that they are an extension of you.
1: A hundred percent. And, and, and also like, not just your work, but your, your time with them. Right. Like how did you treat them? Exactly. Right?
2: Exactly.
1: How did you treat them? What was the experience like? Did you... You know, did you bark at them because they were late, or did you? You know what yeah. I mean, like stuff like that. Where yes, it's it's a it's a thin line because you want to you want to set out um, boundaries,
2: yeah,
1: for your clients, right? But you also want to be patient and understanding as well. There's people that will take that that mile, right? When you give them an inch, but it's also knowing, you know, reading your clients, and 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 I'm I'm pretty good at uh, with intuition. You know, you can kind of pick up on on people and who who are genuinely, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: True, or just there. Authentic, yeah, you know, yeah. like
1: just just have authentic spirits and I just you know, and you can always and and that makes me want to give more. Yeah. Right. Like it makes me want to give more of myself when, when I know that you're just you're just genuine. You're just you know.
0: Yeah. You 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 had this quote on your uh, page, and I loved it so I I want to bring it up and see what comes to mind now that I read it back to you. Um, it said be stronger than your excuses. Mm. What does that mean to you today?
1: So being, I mean, it sounds so cliche because we post, you know, I post a lot of most motivational things. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the times it's for me. Which Makes Um, sense.
0: It's your page. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. It's for
1: me, (laughs) but yeah, it's a message to me, right? Like I'm posting it for others, but it's really a message it's a message to me and being stronger than your excuses is like pushing past um, how you feel. Right. right. Cause my, for me, my feelings often dictate what I do <laughs> for lots of people, you know, and if I don't feel like doing something, then I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to make an excuse not to do it. Mm. But I think when you really hone in on what you're trying to achieve, what your end goal is, that supersedes any, any excuse that you're going to make. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean that every day you're going to be on point with it. There's definitely days where you're going to fall off. You're not going to feel like doing it. You're going to be like, F it. Like, I'm not into it right now. Right. Um, but the whole idea is to get back on track. Right. And so for me, it was like, I get discouraged, you know, because when I look because Instagram, is so damn annoying. Right. Like, they want to send you all the makeup artists in the world because that's all you look, up, look at in your feed. Right. right? And so I was like, damn, everybody's doing makeup. Right, everybody's right. Doing makeup. And I was like, why am I even here? <laughs> why am I even doing yeah, this? You know, yeah. like, as part of how I feel sometimes. But <laughs> when you when you realize that what's for you is for you and God's going to make room for you. Right. You know, like if that's for you and, and, and not only that, you work for what you want and nobody can outwork you. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. And so. And so that's just it, like. And so I, I just try to keep my eye on the prize, and and that's just being the very best version of myself in whatever I do. And for this, it's makeup, and and it's permanent makeup at the moment as well. And I just try to do my best and, and improve on on where I can each time. That's awesome. And that makes that makes me push past my excuses right. most days. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Those, those days where you don't want to do it, you don't want to move, I don't want to set this up, I don't want to practice but I know I got to do it,
1: you know? For sure. Yeah. For sure. They, they, and you know what really spoke to me? Um, it was my daughter. So we have this book that we read to her, um, or one of these books that we read to her. And it's a book, um, it's an ABC book, but it's a book of um, influential women. Mm-hmm. And it's modern women, right? So it's a, you know, like go through the alab- alphabet and um, they have like Beyonce. and
0: Well, that's pretty cool. Um, I want
1: to see this book. Yeah, I thought so. I want to see this book. I have to, I have to, um, I should have like brought it with me so I could read the title of it, but it's a really, it's a really neat book, right? Mm -hmm. But goes through all these different sheroes and there is, um, a makeup artist in there and her name is Pat McGrath. Wow. And Pat McGrath is huge. Like she's an incredible makeup artist and she has her own brand of makeup, her own product line. And it's its value, its valuation is like a billion dollars so when it came out they were they were saying it was bigger than Kylie's wow. um, product line kind of thing mm-hmm. um, value wise right and so in any event she's in this book and I'm just like how incredible is this that you can now look through a children's book and see a makeup artist Great. right Great. but what's even more incredible is that when she sees um, Pat McGrath she says mommy that's mommy and so I wow. said to her dad I'm like did you tell her to say that? Right,
2: right.
1: <laughs> Or did you say that's what mommy does? Because she is holding a, a compact and and um, lipstick. Wow. Right? And I'm like, oh, maybe she, maybe she, you told her like, oh, that's what mommy does. Mm-hmm. She's so like, no, I never told her that. And I was like, wow, like she actually sees, she sees, she understands yep. what I'm doing. And she was able to relate that back to this, this woman. Yeah.
0: Please, this, this, please don't ever, ever, ever. Like do this thing, this mumble talk with kids. They are brilliant.
1: Oh my gosh, are they ever?
0: Oh, um, I I try and tell you know, like a lot of new parents or parents of you know slightly older kids. I tell them, I said, don't do that to your kids because baby
1: talk. Yeah,
0: you're you're actually like you know regressing their their progress. Like you're sending them backwards because they are in the phase between you know zero to seven years where they're actually trying to understand your language but you're messing it up for them
2: yeah
0: and then you wonder why they're delayed it's because you messed it up but you thought it was cute meanwhile they're like wait a minute that's what you say all the time so i'm gonna say that too and now they can't
1: exactly It's,
0: it's so sad to watch but yeah, I just say talk to them the same way you speak to another adult. Exactly. That's it. And you'll see how quickly exactly. they develop. It's it's amazing.
1: I couldn't agree it's, with you more. It's so true.
0: It's amazing. My, my, my three-year-old is using the word devour today, all day. I'm devouring no this candy. I'm dead serious. We were dying in the car. I'm like, what? What What did you say? He's like, devour. Watch me devour it. I'm like, <laughs> that was <is> awesome. <laughs> so that was his word for the day because what he heard me use it. And then he says, what is that? to have to break it all down, right? To eat and really be excited about eating this thing and making sure there's nothing left.
1: And then then he just, yeah, and that was it. That's amazing. You know, so he
0: used it the entire afternoon. I'm devouring everything and like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you go for it.
0: (laughs) You know, so those moments are priceless. But if I
1: Absolutely. If I don't push Absolutely. him,
0: he'll never develop the way he should, you know. And so,
1: exactly, exactly. And they'll no surprise oh, me. Oh yeah. Like they, you think that they're not like there's books that my daughter will recite now, yep. you know, and like, and uh I'm just like, whoa. She would she'd be quiet. Right? for, We read this book thirty <laughs> times and we wouldn't say right. a word. And <laughs> you know, today she's saying the whole book herself. That's I'm it. just like, that's incredible. Yep. You know, like your your mind is yeah is, is So great and so green, you know. And my job is to to really nurture it,
0: right? That is awesome. So I'm going to try this thing with you. That um, uh, because I'm really trying to dive in. I'm not going to go through the entire list, but I'm going to throw out some words in your industry, which is the makeup industry. A few terms that have kind of come across, and do your best to kind of (laughs) quickly educate (laughs) me on these.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to try. Try be gentle. okay? Okay.
0: Um, powder away.
1: So powder away. I would say that's probably just applying. Like usually after you apply foundation, you put a powder. Okay. And this is just to set, set your makeup so it doesn't move.
2: Oh, I so see. So if
1: someone said like powder away, then I would think that they were just setting their their makeup after foundation. Got it. Uh,
0: another one that I came across was dilute with moisturizer. Uh,
1: so that's a good one. So diluting moisturizer helps. Um. That hydrate the skin, okay. but it also thins the makeup out. So if you, did, if you didn't want like a, a very heavy makeup application, mm-hmm. if you dilute with moisturizer, then you're kind of thinning the makeup out. So it's a more of a natural finish, um, but a very hydrated finish. So it's something, it's a technique that, you know, you can apply as needed depending on the look that the client is going for or how much coverage they need. Got
0: it. Got it. Um, and then I came across this other one. Blend face oil with a sponge. What are we talking about here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if you're putting, like, when you're putting oil on your face, right, it can be um, overwhelming to the skin. Like, it could just turn out to be, like, an oily mess, oh, right? Okay. So when you're putting it on with a sponge, sponge absorbs some of the oil.
0: Got it.
1: So you're not getting, like, an oily mess finish, but you're getting a nice kind of, so depending on what it look like you're trying to achieve. But. Right. That's what I think of when I when I hear that.
0: And then the last one, stack your lashes.
1: Uh, so stacking lashes is like a technique to give your lashes more um, like of a 3D okay. kind of look. So it means that you're taking one lash and you're literally stacking it onto another lash. So you're giving it more body, uh, more of a 3D kind of effect.
0: So when when, um, when you do that, sorry, are you using glue?
1: Yes, you're using glue. Ouch. Yeah, but it's not. It's not as bad as it not.
0: It's not a permanent glue.
1: No. Well,
0: no. I'm, when I hear glue, I'm like, this is stuck. <laughs>
1: like <it's>, I mean, <laughs> no. Like that would be hella dangerous to <laughs> be putting permanent glue on your eyes. No, It's. It's. uh um, I mean, people use different things. I heard. I heard people use hair glue. Whoa. On their lashes. I don't know how good or bad that is. Wow. I've heard that it, it does the job, but there's lash glue that you can use that um, is safe, relatively safe for your eyes. Until it goes really in your eye. Yeah. You want to not get it in your eye. So wait, how do you... Like, I wouldn't recommend you play with any lash glue.
0: No, no, no. no not, mm, 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 not me. Mm, mm. I'll save it from that. I'm curious. So, so your eyes are open as you're putting these lashes on. Do you do that yourself?
1: Yeah, so I find like lashes is probably the most difficult thing to learn. Because um, your eyes are closed. Most...
0: <laughs> like, I mean, one eye has to be open. <laughs>
1: like... Well, I mean, everybody has a different approach, right? Some people like will use a mirror and they'll look down oh. and they'll help, they'll use the mirror as a guide to kind of, so they're looking down so their eyes are, are kind of at an angle where they can kind of see their lash line, right? But the key is just to be able to get your lash line you can see where you're placing the lash. Um, but that can be very tricky to your point. Yeah, like some people are like, uh, uh-huh. like like hold my eye, like how do I do this? Oh right? i keep one eye open, but it's it's very tricky, but it's like anything. The more that you do it, the better that you'll get at it. Yeah, but that's
0: too risky. Half
1: the people I feel like don't have patience. that. I can't I can't be bothered. Yeah,
0: that's 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 too much work. That's that's stressful. I mean, I'm thinking about it as you're talking about it. I'm thinking, that's my eye. Like, if if it goes wrong. I'm messed up for a couple of hours at least. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> no, like like I said, when I was a kid, like I was, when I was in high school, I was like, trying everything. I didn't try lashes in high school, but I tried contacts. And I feel like if you can put contacts in your eyes, you can put anything, you can do anything because that is probably the worst thing to do, like to learn how to do. Yeah. Like putting something on your actual eyeball. You know, so if you have that kind of precision to do that and putting on lashes is like, a breeze so i don't think i ever really struggled with putting on lashes i just didn't have an interest in putting on lashes until like i was in my 20s wow um but definitely i think it's like probably one of the most difficult things I, i find that people um say about like makeup is lashes
0: but how long does it take to do your makeup let's say um i don't know one that you posted how long would it take you to do that if that's how that's the look you were going for to leave your house
1: so looks that I've posted, are, I I probably seldom would leave my house with that anymore.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I it's so weird. Like the more that I do makeup, the less makeup that I want to yeah. wear. But if if I'm putting on a makeup look for the for the gram, I probably it'd take me an hour, depending on what the makeup look is. Okay. 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 Um, but then there's hair, right? Like you have to do your hair It's oh, well. that a lot part, of work. Oh my gosh. I just like I I completely. Like hats off to all the influencers that do this because it's not just like people just see the finished look and, you know, the edited video. And they're like, oh, this is incredible. But the work and time that goes yeah. into editing, you know, to the prep, getting your outfits and, and stuff like that, it's a lot. It's not, it's not for the week. Wow. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: If you, if you could enhance two things in your life, not related to makeup, what would they be?
1: Oh man, if I could enhance two
0: things. Yeah, doesn't have to be on you physically or anything like that, but just in your ecosystem. What would it be?
1: Um, so one thing would just be carving out better work-life balance. Okay. Um, and the other thing is like I would I want to be able to help others. Like I want to be able to help um, young women. Find their space in the beauty industry. Got it. Whether it be through makeup or through permanent makeup. Like permanent makeup is pretty lucrative. Okay. Um, So having the ability to do that, um, I don't know if that's an enhancement, but it's like, I'm kind of like manipulating this this question in a way to my favor, but that's what I would want to do. So I want to be able to enhance um, maybe more capacity in my life to be able to do that. Okay. Um, If that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, I get it. I got it. Now, we're at the segment in the show, which is usually lets folks know that we're nearing the end of the show. But I have this segment called Thinking Out Loud. I'm going to ask you the most random question, not related to anything we've been talking about. (laughs) And there's usually two options in this question. And I want you to pick one without overthinking it. You ready?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your future or 10 minutes into others' future?
1: Definitely 10 minutes into my future.
0: Why? What would you want to see or hope to see?
1: I mean, I want to see, like, where, am I going in the right direction? Am I going to, like... <laughs> I I would love to just get a little snippet, like, just just a little bit. But that's 10 minutes. Like,
0: that make, is that going to make a huge difference?
1: Right, but what is it gonna make a huge difference on anybody else's life? I can can use it to
0: bribe them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's that's evil.
0: (laughs) But listen, if you know what you're about to do in 10 minutes, I don't know, man. (laughs)
1: You are a master manipulator. (laughs) I think I'm gonna look at you differently after this. You know what? That is actually genius. Like that
0: is actually genius. I'm just saying, we're all trying to get one up on each other here. So.
1: Oh my god, that's genius. That's. Genius. I can help yeah. you if you can yeah.
0: help me. That's that's just the name of the game.
1: That's genius. Why the hell would I want to know what's in the next ten minutes happening in my life when I can know what's happening in your life beside you?
0: Wait, isn't that, isn't that those uh, psychic readers know what they're doing? They're
1: hustling. I'm, I'm done. You're genius. You looking evil Knievel over here. <laughs> What's
0: happening? <laughs> I thought about it, you know, as I wrote that question, I said to myself, wait a minute, I don't care about my 10 minutes.
1: You had way more time to think about that than me. Even if, even if I thought about that, I probably wouldn't even have get, got down to that level. of like, what can I do? with somebody else's 10 minutes. Like, how can I use that to my advantage? Yeah,
0: like, think about it. <laughs> think about it, okay? If I ran across Zuckerberg or, or one of these people and I tell them, I was like, listen, if Kennedy knew 10 minutes before it happened, what do you think is going to happen? you pay me. I'm not going for that ride. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I don't know. I don't have the money, but I have the power of knowing 10 minutes into your future... This is what's going to happen.
1: But it could be ten minutes of nothing. Like
0: Hey, hey, they don't know that. They just know that I have the ability.
1: (laughs) I mean, it could be ten minutes of like something like really crucial that they need to know. Right. It be ten minutes of nothing. Like, that's right. You're gonna sneeze in ten minutes, and you're
0: just drinking coffee. You know yeah, like, that's it. Like, listen, you're gonna be sitting there drinking coffee. I'm gonna tell you that you're part. Gonna drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spice it up a but bit.
1: But it could be like life and death. Right? Like in the next ten minutes, you're
0: actually gonna get hit by a
1: bus. <laughs> and I'm evil. Eh? <laughs> I mean. But I can use that information. If the next 10 minutes, I'm going to get hit by a bus, I need to know that.
0: That's right. But you got to pay for it, though. This is not free. This is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm saying if I chose looking into my own future, oh, my, the next 10 minutes of my own future,
0: But you couldn't avoid it. I mean, if well, you might alter it by not going there. Of course
1: there. I could have. Yeah. I, I could. I could. If there, Someone said to me, if you walk, if you leave right now, you jump into your car, in the next 10 minutes, you're going to get into an, an X, true, a car crash.
0: true. Yeah, I wouldn't leave.
1: I probably wouldn't leave, leave for the rest of the day. Like I would just I would just stay home. But what if it's
0: a reoccurring image? That means you're now stuck in your house.
1: <sighs> yeah, I know. But <laughs> I mean, that's why I don't mess with those psychic things, man. Like I just want I don't want to know. Like I don't wanna know. I don't I don't wanna know. And that's why I chose like, the ladder,
0: because I'm like, I want to know what you're gonna go through.
1: Oh, I had that happen. Have you ever um seen those those men that um, they're often East Indian, I find, and they they can come up to you, they approach you even in like public spaces, so um uh, like parking lots. Mm-hmm. They've usually been like East Asian. I've, I've I've the only encounters that I've had, and they're um, they're spiritual. Uh,
0: yeah, and they have cards. I've, I've I've met the women too. They have cards, and they're trying to read your energy. And they
1: start suddenly start telling me something. Yeah. Like that's how they get you. So it'd be like. I can't remember, but I remember this man, like, immediately started talking to me. And at first, I didn't know where the conversation was going, so I'm answering the questions. Right. And then he started to say things that were more personal in this life. What? Yeah. And so, as I answered more questions, like, it was becoming more real. Mm. And then he had said something to me, and really, like, to this day, I, I would, I still think about it sometimes. And I'm just like, am I, like, writing that now into
2: existence, um, yeah.
1: My reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: You
1: know, and so that's why I was like, oh, nah, like I got to be very careful about, yeah. you know, like what I listen to or what, you know, that's why I said I don't want to know. because yeah. It's definitely going to haunt me for, yeah, yeah.
0: for a while. <laughs> uh, thank you for taking part in that. I usually try to do that just to have some fun with the show as well and then break the tension um, a bit. But that was fun. Um, do you eventually want to get into like film and television as far as uh, doing makeup?
1: You know, I would, I would like to, I'm so nervous, um, about that realm because especially when it comes to like, um, well, not special effects, I don't think I would want to get too deep into it, but, um, I would absolutely love to. And I think that really, that's where you really start to experience the industry. Mm. Um, when you get onto and learning like, you know, how makeup is on, on set and how it interacts with lighting and stuff like that. So absolutely. Um, nice. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that, what that looks like, right. Yeah. But cause I also want to be able to train others, um, to do makeup. Right. I think that that's also, there's also a big need there as well. Like just teaching people how the basics of makeup or whether it be running classes or, you know, having artists. Um,
0: I think that's something you know, that you like, should definitely do. I mean, that's beneficial for the, the community as well as for you, um, because you get both the best of both worlds, right? You have a business, then you also have the the ability to to teach people. That's what you also mentioned earlier, and the people get to benefit from it. <clears throat> so I don't know; it's a win win.
1: Yeah, I think so. So I, you know, um, I'm putting it out there, but we'll see how how things evolve yeah. and how we grow and stuff like that.
0: It'll come. It'll come. Now, <clears throat> what is the most important thing to you in this life?
1: Um, the most important thing is is really creating the best life for my daughter right now, and um, and making sure that she knows she has a relationship with God. That's very important to me mm-hmm. um, for her, and so it's important for me to, to be an example of that.
0: And what's um, what's your relationship like with God?
1: So I I, I don't like to. Uh, it's it, it's interesting like i am very prayerful and um i read my bible and and do what i think i should do yeah. but i think it's for me it's it's more of it's a communication piece for me right um it's talking to god and and you know and and allowing him to use you and you know what yeah. i mean like that's the connection for me even though i when pre pre covid i was going to church mm-hmm. Right? I would go to church on um, Saturdays regularly, but I, it's not so much the performance of church because I didn't really, I don't really always understand that. Like I felt it was more of a routine. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was more like cultivating a relationship. So it's like carving time out yeah. um, for God, like, you know, giving him his time to, you know, um, for you to rest, but also to meditate and to, to reflect and to worship. And, and so, those things are important to me and I, I, I can only hope that I do the right thing way or, 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 you know, like create that the right environment so that she also um has that reverence or, you know, cause right. it's hard, right? It it's, it's hard to, you don't <clears throat> want to misconstrue or, you know, like yep. religion and it's such a hard thing. And, and so I want to, Rely less on religion, though, and more of like having a spiritual connection with God and, yes. and knowing that, you know, like prayer is powerful and, you know, and, and yeah. stuff like that. So that's the most important thing for me. Yeah. And, and just being there for her. Cause like I said, I, I poked at it throughout this conversation that, you know, like I didn't have my mom and that was, that really had an impact on me. And so being there for her in the ways in, in, in ways that I didn't have. Right. Um, is important.
0: What's if you don't mind me asking? What's your relationship like now with your mom?
1: Ah, uh, it's weird. <laughs> okay, it's weird. Like she's um, she's present, or she tries she she tried to be present, but I think it's it's different, right? Like I don't know her. Okay, <laughs> I don't really know her as a person, so right. it's it's a very a strange kind of relationship, but you know, you're still respectful because that's your mother. Like right. that's your, as someone who birthed you, but it's weird. Yeah, It's weird. And, you know, but you kind of like accepting for what they are, right? Like not everybody who are your parents are supposed to be your guardians, right? right. Like there's people that might actually play better roles yeah, yeah. Um, in your life and your parents. And it's hard to accept, but that's sometimes the case, right? And there's some people that don't even have like their parents or, yeah. You know, and so they rely on other people to kind of like to kind of um, fill in the gaps for them. So, you know, like it's it's a I guess it's it's a work in progress. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you kind of have to make um accept the things that you can't change. That's right. That's right. You know,
0: that's it. Now, could you share an important life lesson that you've learned over the years?
1: Wow. Yeah. An important lesson for me is is betting on yourself.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: I like that. That that's been my biggest lesson. You know, and and not being afraid to take take a risk on yourself. Yeah. Um I'm less I'm less of a risk taker now that I'm a, a mom. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It's cuz I have more, you know, more accountability and responsibility. Yeah. But um definitely like, you know, go for it. Like if you if you're not happy where you are, you're not happy in that job, and you you know you need a change, and it's affecting your mental health. We, yeah. You know, if you don't have the next, you don't have the next, the step perfectly laid out. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, you gotta. Leave. You
1: know, you have to move when you're ready and, and go based on your intuition, and and it will work out. Yeah. Right, but I think that we're so we're so we we're so afraid and and succumb by our fears. Yeah. Of what could happen and what could go wrong that we're paralyzed, right? Yeah. But my biggest opportunities have come from, from betting on myself, taking a risk. That's it. Now,
0: now it's not a huge risk if you're betting on yourself, because you know what you're capable of, right? So I I like that. I I really do. Um, I think I, I wish a lot more people would bet on themselves. It's unfortunate. They don't. You're right. The fear, fear does overcome a lot of us, and and we stay stagnant. We don't move. Oh, and then... for
1: sure. And you know what you can accomplish, but yeah. you don't know what you're up against.
0: That's it. That's it.
1: Right? Like, I know what I can do, but it's up to that other person. Like, for example, if I quit my job tomorrow, I need to find another job. I know I can find another job, but the question is, will when will I find that next job? Will the employer that I'm applying to see whatever they need to see at this point right. in time, or do I have to go through a little bit more hardship before I get to that place? Right. right? So there right. is, there is risk involved. Even if you know what you're capable of, it's just, you know, um,
0: the other side that you don't control. The, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now when it's all said and done, what's Nicole's legacy? How, how would you want to be remembered?
1: Um, honestly, it's, it's less about all the, you know, like the, the, the money and the, the material stuff. Like I love nice things. Don't get me wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's really like the impact that I, I had, and it sounds so cliche, but I'm really about like helping others. And I think it's because I feel like I came from the trenches. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like I, I I had a that 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 spoon that silver spoon kind of thing. Like I know what it means to like not have and to be given opportunity.
2: Yeah,
1: and to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. And so the biggest thing for me is like helping, like how can I help you get to the next level? And the only way that I'm going to help you do that is by being as successful as I can possibly be. Yeah. So all I want to do is be successful. And so I can turn help you to do the same thing. That's it. Right. And so that's, that's the most important thing for me. And that's, that's what I want my legacy to be. Like, I want to help other people do the same thing. Like, I feel like, you know, um, and I'm going to bring up Reeva cause I know that mm-hmm. you're close with Reva. Yeah. But we have these conversations where we talk about, you know, um, just this idea of wealth and, and and the fact that I feel like we're supposed to be living in prosperity.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and I yeah. feel like that's, that's, that's okay for us to have. And, and I, I feel like more of us should be experiencing that. And I mean, for whatever reason, we're not. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you are so fortunate to be able to get to a place where you can, you are prosperous, I feel yeah. like you have a responsibility not for people to take advantage of you. Yeah but definitely for you to do a little bit of what you can to help somebody else get back, get on, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that's, you're absolutely right. I, 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 that's what I'm trying to do as well for, for me and the people that I'm connected with and the challenge that I keep facing now, it's not a discouragement. Um, but a lot of people are so, um, they've been beaten down with the same narrative for so long that they can't see anything else even when it's right before them. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about, Mm -hmm. like I talk to a lot of people about financial literacy and all these things and um, different investments that I kind of am able to share with people, but there's some people that I've known for so many years and because they've only grown to see me in one space, they can't see me in another space. And so when I present information to, to them, that's new, They look at me and say, well, no, I only know you as the guy that, you know, was an artist or plays basketball. And that's about it. Mm -hmm.
2: So when you talk
0: to me about money, it doesn't register for me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. and and that's the unfortunate part because I am trying to bring you along and say, hey, I just want to show you what I've been doing. And it's working because I've done X, Y, and Z and walk you through it. But they can't grasp it because that's not the person that they know and they won't let go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and 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 that's the thing. It's hard for people to recognize that we do change by the second, and we're allowed to change. We're allowed to become somebody else.
1: hundred percent.
0: You know, but when your peers or people you grew up with can't see that or grasp that concept, it's hard for you to share new information with them.
1: For sure, but you know what I say to that? Then that wasn't for you. That's not for you to receive. Right. Because the people that are meant to hear, they'll hear it. Will receive that message. Right. And so if it, if you bring it to somebody who's like, they can't see that because of who they knew you to be. Yeah. That's not, they probably wouldn't even want to hear it from somebody else because they're just not in the mindset to to want to want more or see different.
0: Yeah. And the the other side to that too is there are a few people that would prefer to hear from someone else that doesn't look like them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's easier for them to digest that. Than it is to even process it coming from someone who looks like them, especially within our culture, but that's yeah a,
1: that's that's true.
0: that's a whole different conversation too um
1: for your right to talk about that
0: right right
1: yeah, no absolutely, absolutely.
0: What is the most recent book that you've read now? I do this part because this is how I build my library. I'm kinda of cheating. You know, so when I know what you read and I like the way you think and see things, then I go and get that book and see if I can get some of that knowledge that you have. So that's, this is me just building my library here. This is a selfish moment.
1: No, no, i got it. I appreciate <laughs> that. You put me on the spot too. <laughs> um, the one of my favorite it's not necessarily the one that I, the most recent one mm-hmm. that I've read, yeah. um, but it's the one that sticks with me is, uh, napoleon hills outwitting the devil have you read that
0: Uh, i have that on my shelf it's not i'm not on that (laughs) one yet but i do have it oh my gosh oh
1: my gosh you're tripping if you have that on your shelf and you have not read that
0: no because okay so okay i have to i have to back that up now i have a series of books like i have maybe 40 books right now and i have them in sequence of how i want to go through them and i haven't gotten to that one yet i think it's it's Behind three other books.
1: Okay, that's random. So on my shelf,
0: that's how I have it. I have a shelf of completed um, books and then I have repeats and then I have new that I haven't gotten to yet. So um, right now, um, one that I'm reading is uh, Thinking, How to Think Big or Thinking Big. I can't remember the title of it, but that's the one that I'm reading now. And so once I'm finished that, then I have two more before. the
1: author? I've heard of that book.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Give me one second. I'll get up here. It's the, the magic of thinking big by David Schwartz.
1: Okay. The magic yeah. of thinking. I'm going to write that down. Cause I don't think I've, um,
0: yeah,
1: I don't think I, I think I, I thought that the title sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've um come across that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's apparently sold 6 million copies and it's pretty cool. It's about personal, um, prosperity, financial security, power and influence. um, Satisfying relationships and uh, rewarding and enjoyable life. So it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Nice.
1: Well, yeah. I get to benefit from the students. So I get yeah. new books
0: to add to my reading yeah. list. There you go. Awesome. Now we are at the end here, my friend. And before I wrap things up, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of let the people listening uh, know how they can get a hold of you, how they can follow you, how can they, they can actually book you um, to do their next makeup for their next event. Event.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, allowing me to show that on your platform. So, um, for sure. My handle on Instagram is Cole beauty. And, um, right now they can just send me a DM and I, I'm usually pretty responsive and we can go about booking an appointment that way. um, yeah, our website is still in, in the in the works, so that should be up in, in the next month or so. So until then that will be a formal booking booking site. Um but right now it's just a little bit more intimate. So they can definitely just send me a send me a DM and I'll respond that way. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Now is there before I wrap things up completely now, I want to know if there's anything, um words of encouragement or or Uh, Something that you can leave to wrap things up with our listeners uh, as they continue on their journeys, wherever that may lead them.
1: For sure. I think um, one thing that just keeps me motivated is knowing that I was going to make room for you. And I think in this day and age where things, there's so much, there's so many of everything, (laughs) you know, Um, it it almost makes you feel like there's no point in trying. Um, But I really believe that we have been given talents for a reason. And our responsibility is to use that talent to the best of our ability. So I would say, it doesn't matter how many people are doing it, just go after what you want and get it done. It. The likelihood of you succeeding is pretty high if you, if you keep at it. So
0: That's it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I want to take this opportunity to thank not just all our listeners tuning in, but I also want to thank Nicole for joining me on this episode and blessing it with some good laughter, a lot of information, knowledge. I'm no expert at doing my own makeup, but (laughs) I know something about it. (laughs) Uh, I want to thank you for that. Um, And, you know, until next episode, love, peace and nappiness.